Yo, welcome back. Um, <laughs> this is two weeks in a row. I'm super excited to talk to you, as always, genuinely. This is two weeks in a row uh, had my co-host have to bail. Uh, this week is a much sadder reason. Um, Vance can't make it uh, this evening because they have to put down their dog of 15 years. <gasps> wow. Um so I don't, we're going to skip the topic and honestly, let's like, this is going to be a darker episode guys. Um, if you're a first time listener, thank you for listening. We don't normally go this dark. And if you're a long time listener, you know, that's not necessarily true. So, uh, hi, welcome. Let's do this. Having to choose to end a life might be one of the defining characteristics of being human. Hear me out. There are very few other species, possibly none besides humans, that ever have to willingly make the decision to end something else's life, not for food, not out of anger, not in war or battle, but just simply the animal that you've been you know, taking care of friends with, I mean, I, I even hesitate to say a pet because, and here's what I mean. Like, um, it's just weird. Okay. Like in, in, in the last two years of my life, I've had to put down two dogs, uh, Vance, a friend of the show. I mean, he's been on the show a thousand times. He's not a friend of the show. He's a co-host or whatever. He's putting down his dog. I know uh, a buddy of mine, uh, it, 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 Jake. Hey, thank you for listening, Jake. His, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but they, they had to put down a pet recently. It wasn't a dog, but it doesn't matter. I, it, I've never had fish. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the same connection, but I would imagine anything that you give, autonomy to to run around your home cat dog rabbit flying squirrel i had a friend growing up with a flying squirrel doesn't matter what the pet is if the pet can meet you at the door when you get home that is more than a pet you know and like i I, you know who am i to say what a family member is or you know can interspecies relationships really happening not sexual you know what i mean come on now but can interspecies love really occur is that really a thing like i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not talking about any of that all i'm talking about is genuinely the concept that you would have to look at i mean this 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 thing this animal this friend this family member that you've taken care of for, you know, likely five years or more. In Vance's case today, 15 years. Uh, my dog Manfred was 11. No, 12, doesn't matter. You know, well over 10 years. My dog Zoe was nine. Like, to make the decision that this is the in the best interest of all parties to kill this thing. I mean, you know, we, we can, I can say end or, I, you know, you can use fluffier language. But you're choosing death. For another living creature. You're choosing death. For another living creature. Not out of anger or spite or jealousy or fear or, or, or any negative connotation. It's the most, it's possibly the only positive murder. And that's what, if you're not a pet person, then fine. You know, I mean, that's, you know, I get it. I, I have friends who are just fucking not in animals and that's fine. You know, I, that, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> I'm not judging you. I get it. 
you don't have to wake up, to, you know, at like 4 a.m. if they're whining because they got to pee or whatever. Like, you know, there's there's all of the reasons that you 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 could not be a pet person, and that's fine. And if you're not an animal person, I, that's fine. I'm not, I don't judge you at all. But if you are an animal person, you have likely experienced, and if not, then you will soon. The concept of of euthanizing a friend, and like I don't know what to say, you know, like I, again, I'm going to try to stay on the very dark, <laughs> very fucking depressing topic of, of actually euthanizing an animal. But like to define what a pet is, to define, I mean, any of that stuff, it, it's impossible to do. But love, I think, at least from the human to the animal, love exists. And you can, you know, there could be a scientist, you know, if I'm still doing this podcast in 20 years, I might meet a scientist that can disprove that. Fine. Fine. But whatever it is I have felt for my dogs and that I feel for my current dogs and I have felt for cats before and for whatever you out there have felt for your cats or your dogs or your squirrels or rabbits or or, or fucking, you know, your alligator. Some people have pet alligators. I have no idea. But whatever you feel, it feels like love. I'm certain of it. I, I feel confident in saying that I can speak for most people and that you genuinely feel like you felt love for this thing. And now we all eventually are faced with this moment that you know, I mean, it, what is what is depressingly, horribly sad is actually the best choice. What is it's 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 a terrible decision to have to make to end an animal's life, but you know it's literally what's best for all parties involved. You know, if you if you want to, yeah, you know, I always try to check. I always try to kick you over to uh, my my buddy Vance's podcast, the Letdown Look Ahead. <laughs> Last week, while he was recording, his dog just like kind of had like a spasm on air, and just shit and piss all over the floor. Didn't even try to go outside. And like it's a very Diggy has always been a very well trained dog. Diggy's the dog's name doesn't matter. But at age fifteen, you regress. As do all dogs and, and cats and any animal, as do all pets. And when that regression gets so bad, there's a point when it's genuinely the best choice for all involved is to end it. And it is just, it's so hard to put into words that feeling. You know it if you've had to do it. And if you haven't had to do it, you're lucky. I, I hope for your sake you never do. If you're not an animal person, you never will. If you are an animal person, I hope your pet lives to three fucking thousand years old. I hope your great great grandkids are still taking care of it, just like Binks from uh, from Hocus Pocus. It's possibly one of the. It's not impossible. It is definitely one of the most rare occasions in all of life, if you want to take into account all life. Actually, that's not even true. I kill spiders or, or ants or bugs all the fucking time. Without a second's hesitation, if you're in my kitchen, you're dead. Period. <laughs> I mean, literally, period. There's, and I can't imagine anybody. I'm not. You know, it, there might be some of you out there that are are uh, you know pure of heart and would choose to capture the cockroach or the spider or whatever, set it outside. You know, put it in a cup or something. Take it. That's fine. That's fine. And you might judge me harshly, and I don't even blame you. If so, because I choose murder immediately there. But. You shouldn't be in my kitchen. I don't even know how you got here. So fuck you. You're gone. But an animal's different, man. A pet's different. It's a family member. It's a fucking... It's, it's, it's a friend. I have had... I mean, my dog Manfred and my dog Zoe, I have moments that I think back to ever so fondly. And there there are certain moments... And every animal... You know, every pet have or every animal person knows this. There are moments that... 
that blur the lines from pet to human or, or just, you know, a friendship or whatever. And those types of things are outstanding. You know, I'll never forget a handful of different moments with both of my dogs that I've had since I was an adult. And I'm certain you won't either of whatever animal you've ever had. But it's also, it's it makes it that much harder, more difficult to choose to end it. And my wife and I are polar opposites when it comes to this shit. And other friends of mine, I'm not going to say their names because I've invited them on the podcast and they've politely declined. And that's cool. I love you all regardless. But other friends of mine, uh, they've had this dog for, you know, 11 years. And one of them, she didn't want to do anything. She wanted to extend as long as possible and took him to OT, occupational therapy. I don't think it's OT. Physical therapy, probably. PT makes more sense. for I can't imagine the dog had an occupation. <laughs> can't imagine the dog had a job, but maybe he did. Point is, they took it to like water therapy and like you know this massage fucking place and they did the one of them she said she wanted to do everything she could possible to extend life forever until the point comes where it's physically impossible to continue extending that's what she wanted to do and the other one she's more on my side she wanted to fucking end it because she knew it was painful not only just for the dog but for her and that was my take when I looking at my dogs who I used to run with back when I could run and back when they could run, uh, Achilles is healing up great. Don't mind that. That's a different topic. Back when I could still run and enjoyed it, and these dogs were young enough to run and enjoyed it, we used to fucking run. When we'd leave the house and just run till we got too tired, stopped, took a break, <laughs> I'd smoke a joint and then we'd run home. <laughs> it's pretty kids. Don't judge me. Looking then at that friend who used to run miles with me, or friends that we used to run miles together, looking at that friend, that, that animal, that, that soul, if you want to go that deep, and I'll go that deep, I think they do, looking at that soul in the eyes, and knowing that this thing, this animal, this creature, can't do all of the things that it once used to enjoy doing, you know? can't run he can't play fetch anymore like there was a point when manfred could barely stand and that's when i genuinely snapped on my wife uh i don't think sarah ever listens i love you babe but i snapped on my wife and i said you're actually being selfish this dog can't stand you are doing this to the dog you are hurting the dog in order to prolong in order to just delay the inevitable sadness there's a point in time that eventually occurs in any and all animals life there, there is a crux to it where any and all fun and enjoyment and love of life has gone. And we are just on the back, you know, not half, back end, back last few moments. And the only reason you're keeping this person, this oh, Freudian slip there. I don't know, Freudian. I'm not trying to fuck this dying person. But you know what I mean? It, a little slip there that I, it is, I, I'm going to equate this. I'm going to equate this to human beings uh, eventually to wrap this up. But this, this animal, this pet, this friend of yours, at some point, their life is 90% pain. You know, it, if you delay it as long as possible, at some point, it's 90% pain. And the only reason you're keeping this thing alive is because of you. And the hard part is when to time that out. You know, and I'm not judging anybody. I get it. All right. I've looked at my eyes. I've looked at my wife in the eyes and I know and I saw that like she just can't accept that this dog is fucking dying. And I just got off the phone with Vance before I started recording, and he is of the same mindset. And that's I'm not judging Vance. I'm not judging my wife. I love them both dearly. I've known Vance since I was 12 years old. I've known my wife since I was 20. 
my life is essentially without either one of them. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be me. There's a chance I wouldn't be here, but that's for a different episode. Point is, I don't judge either one of them. I just disagree vehemently. I think the, the correct answer is to make sure that you don't have your animal spend any time in that zone. That last one percent of life zone. I don't why that. I I don't think it's right to force an animal through pain all day every day just to keep yourself from the inevitable pain of the loss, the emotional pain of losing this friend, of losing this family member. I don't think forcing them to live with pain is worth delaying the inevitable pain of your emotional state. I just don't. Now. I'm not judging anybody for making what is, to me, a selfish decision, but that's I can't pretend that I, I know that's how you feel if you're the prolonger. If you are of the Vance mindset or of my wife's mindset where you are just the prolong for prolonged sake because life is always the right answer, it's hard to argue that. I'm not even going to try to. But we're going to get real dark for the next few minutes, y'all. That sounds like hell to me. If I'm ever to the point in my life where I'm incapable of even, you know, the, the most basic acts of, of fun or sport or games or joy, if I'm ever to the point where I am bedridden or on so many meds that I can barely function but I'm still alive because my heart beats, so legally speaking I'm alive, but I, I can't do anything, it sounds like prison. It's the fucking darkest thing I could possibly imagine. I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. And I got an email from a guy today, and I'd fucking gladly slap him a hundred times. I'd gladly kick his grandmother in the face if I could, but I still wouldn't wish that person a year of immobility while your family sits around and doesn't even realize they're mourning your death but is oblivious and forcefully ignorant to the concept that death is imminent. And so they just prolong my life. I can't imagine that. Sitting around, this is getting super dark, y'all. <laughs> there, there's nowhere to pull out of this. I don't have a joke to end this. I love y'all so much for listening, but I don't know. I, I, there's no there's no left turn funny enough to, to put a bow on this one, but I, I'm going to end you with this. I witnessed my wife's grandmother for three days on life support. She she couldn't even blink. She couldn't talk for certain. She was laying still. You know, like the one blink for yes, two blinks for no. She couldn't even do that. She was just aware of the fact that she was paralyzed and dying, but incapable of actually dying and surrounded by the ones she loves, but can't talk to the ones she loves. Y'all, that's a nightmare. That's That is hell. And I don't even believe in hell. But that is hell. I, I, I think I'd rather a pretend demon stab me with a pitchfork. Not even kidding. I'd rather have to fight a demon than to sit there immobilized for days or years on end. It's, uh... Hey, everybody. Hey, bud. Did class end early? It's 5.57. Oh, well, y'all, I thought I had three minutes to attempt to figure out a, uh, a button for this one, but I don't. Want to say hi to everybody? Hello, everybody. Love you guys. See you next time.